did you know that beating yourself up and allowing the inner critic to constantly be active is probably one of the key contributors to your overall anxiety. Today, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about the anxious mind and how beating ourselves up keeps us in a constant state of fight, flight, freeze, or fawning. Hello, this is Jerry Henderson, and welcome to the Permission to Love podcast, where we discuss how we can give ourselves the permission to love ourselves. We're working to build a community where self-love is normalized. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. We're in the middle of a series about anxiety, and so far we've talked about how you can make friends with anxiety, and also how meditation and mindfulness can be a real beautiful tool in helping you manage or deal with the anxiety that you're experiencing. And before we get any further into this episode, I want to do two things. One, I want to say thank you for joining the Permission to Love podcast. My name's Jerry Henderson, and I work with people on how they can heal their relationship with themselves through understanding how they can give themselves permission to love themselves. And the second thing I want to do is I want to encourage you, if you've not yet subscribed or followed this podcast, please take a moment to do that, as well as comment on it, rate it, and share it with somebody else. That's going to continue to help the reach of this podcast and get it to people who need to hear how they can give them themselves the permission to love themselves and heal from things like shame, trauma, the inner critic, and all of the things that we struggle with that are keeping us from living the life that we want to live. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this part of us that's beating us up and then that underlying anxiety uh, that's happening or is resulting from that voice, from that narrative that's constantly going on inside of us? Well, I want to talk about three things today. Number one is just awareness, becoming aware of what's going on. The second is understanding how beating ourselves up is causing us to be anxious. And then the third is how do we begin to heal it? What are some practical steps that we can take to begin to heal that part of us that's beating us up that in turn will allow our systems to relax, allow that part of us that feels so anxious to begin to feel safe in our own presence, and then we can start to heal. All right, so let's talk about awareness. Are you aware of what beating yourself up is doing to your system? I know I wasn't. And I know that most people are not. Most people are not aware of the fact that that constant tape that's playing in your mind is wreaking havoc on your nervous system and keeping you in that state of redlining. Let me give a real practical example of this from my own life. You know, for years, I've been a public speaker. I started at the age of 17, and it's just been a part of the careers I've been in or the roles that I've been a part of. Uh, I've had to do presentations, speak to crowds, or do things like this. And for decades, I would beat myself up for hours, days, weeks after I would give a presentation or after I would speak. And what I didn't know is that beating myself up like that was causing me to build a tremendous amount of anxiety around public speaking. I mean, public speaking is already one of the biggest fears that people face and one of the things that causes a lot of anxiety for people. And you add on to that, that after every time I got done public speaking, that I would just beat myself up and shred myself for the things that I thought I should have said or the things that I wish that I hadn't said and constantly critiquing how I could have done better at it. 
Well, what eventually wound up happening is I started having panic attacks every time I had to speak, every time I had to do a presentation. I got to the point where being in a room with like two or three people and me having to speak in a meeting caused me to have a panic attack. My heart would start racing. My hands would start sweating. I would start to tremble as I would speak. And then that, of course, would trigger even more panic around the next time that I'd have to do it. And so it just was a painful, brutal experience for me. And I had no idea. I had no awareness that it all came from the fact that after every time I spoke, I beat myself up. And I never rewarded myself or gave myself kudos for any time I did a good job. So who wouldn't begin to experience more anxiety around something like that when after every time you did it, you knew a beating was coming? Well, that is a lot of what's happening with us when we're constantly beating ourselves up all the time. And unfortunately, we're just not aware of that connection. We don't make the connection to the fact that our thoughts about what we wish we would have done or how we beat ourselves up after we've done something that we uh, wish we wouldn't have done, how that's keeping our systems uh, redlined all the time. I mean, we're really familiar with how anxiety works about thinking about the future and the fear of the future. But I got to tell you, I think as much about the fear of the future that constant beating yourself up and being critical towards yourself is causing just as much anxiety because for those of us who are experts at being critical of ourselves and beating ourselves up, it's happening like almost 24-7, right? There's very little that you think that you've done right or that you celebrate about yourself. So we're in a constant state of beating ourselves up. And a real big reason why people just aren't aware of it is because that negative thinking, that inner critic, that self-talk, it's just become such a habit for us. And we go into autopilot on it. And we're not even aware it's happening. And we're certainly not aware of the connection of what it's doing to our systems because we're not even aware most of the time that we've fallen into that pattern. And we just kind of see it as a normal way that we talk to ourselves and deal with ourselves. I want to remind you that even though you do it, it doesn't mean that it's good for you, that it's healthy for you, or that it's normal. It's not normal. Even though it may be happening with a lot of people, it's not normal for our systems, for our minds, for our bodies, for us to be beating ourselves up so much. And so our bodies are responding in a way that's saying, I don't like this. I don't like the way that this is happening. I know that every time I do this, I'm going to get beat up about it. And so we're just constantly anxious and that anxious mind is anticipating the next time that we're going to beat ourselves up and so we're constantly waiting for that narrative to start which keeps us in a constant defensive mode against ourselves so that leads me to the next point about why why is beating ourselves up causing so much anxiety for us i've talked a little bit about it but i really want to emphasize the fact that you are at war with yourself. You are becoming your own abuser. And so your system is on defense against you. And you're with yourself 24-7. And when your system is on defense against the person that it's with 24-7, how can your system ever relax? How can you ever feel at ease when you're always afraid that you're going to be treating yourself in a very harsh and poor manner? So you're living in a state of red alert against yourself. You're on guard against yourself. You just can't relax in your own presence. Now, another reason why this is keeping us so anxious is that usually those negative thoughts, when we start to beat ourselves up, will cause us to spiral into thinking about all of the other times that we've messed up. 
I mean, I know you're familiar with this scenario. You do one thing wrong. Maybe it's in a relationship. You said something that you shouldn't have said. You start to beat yourself up for that. Then all of a sudden you start to think about the past relationships and when you said something that you weren't really proud of or didn't feel good about and how that might have really damaged that relationship. And now you're judging yourself for something that happened five years ago and you're reliving that. Now, when we talk about reliving the past, that is a very accurate way to say it because your system does not know the difference between whether or not an event is happening now or if you're playing it or reliving it in your mind because the same chemicals that are happening when you are experiencing in the present moment are beginning to be released when you're reliving it in your mind. Now, of course, it may be more intense if you're experiencing it in the present moment, but it's still those same chemicals. You can relate to the fact that when you start to think about something you did in the past that you don't feel so good about, you immediately get that pit in your gut, you immediately start to relive it and feel like you're right there, and then you're beating yourself up again. So that spiral that's happening from Something happening in this moment and you beating yourself up to then beginning to think about all the times that you did that in the past and now you're going to beat yourself up again for that and you're reliving that over and over and over again. It's releasing all of those chemicals. It's releasing all those stressors, that cortisol, all this stuff that causes you to feel anxious. And so you're in a constant loop of feeling that anxiety and all of it being triggered by beating yourself up by judging yourself and being critical towards yourself. I wish I would have known decades ago that what's going on up in here, not just about the future, but about the past or even in the present, about beating myself up, what that was doing to me, that would have saved me decades of painful anxiety because I believe that it was the number one contributor. It's the thing that kept that pit in my gut. It's the thing that kept me in a space of constantly never feeling settled because I was around myself and how could I ever be settled in my own presence when I'm treating myself that way. So let's talk about a few ways that we can begin to heal this, how we can begin to deal with it. And the first is this, realize that it is an addiction and it is a habit that you've formed. Beating yourself up is something that you've gotten used to doing. It's a habit just like any other habit. It's a thought pattern that we've got addicted to because when we think those thoughts, those chemicals get released and we think more of those same thoughts and we're in that loop and we're getting a chemical feeling thought reward system that's happening. Yes, it's a negative reward system, but it's still a reward system that we're used to. So why is that helpful to think that we're addicted to it? You might think, well, I don't need to think about one other thing that I'm addicted to. My gosh. Now, here's what it does for us. It allows us to disempower it because it allows us to create distance from it and us because we get trapped in the loop of thinking that we are our thoughts, that what we're thinking is us. And if we can once again see that our thoughts are not who we are, our brain does what our brain does. It's there to think, and it's going to think. And if we've trained it to think negatively, it's going to think negatively. It's going to go the easiest path that it knows. The brain values survival and protection. And so if you've created a highway that says, you know what? I'm going to beat myself up. Your brain's immediately going to shift that way because it's trained. Now, the great news is we can train it towards the positive. You can start to see yourself as somebody who is worthy of kind words. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But realizing that it's an addiction and it's a habit creates some space 
and we no longer see it as us. We see it as something that now we can work on, we can heal, we can address. Now, the second thing that we can do to help heal this is honestly ask the question, why am I beating myself up? Have you ever asked that question honestly and sat with it and said, why do I beat myself up? Because the reality is you weren't born beating yourself up. You didn't come out of the womb and just immediately start beating yourself up. Somewhere along the line, you got trained to do that. And that training then turned into a habit, as we talked about before. But if you can find the origin of, why do I beat myself up? Where did that come from? Why am I so relentless towards myself? I guarantee you, you're going to find a voice somewhere in your story that treated you that way. You're going to find a relationship, you're going to find a relative, a parent, or whatever, sibling that was really harsh to you. Something got ingrained in you that made you think that you were worthy of beating yourself up. You begin to think, well, if that's the way that other people treat me, then I guess that's how I treat myself, and that must be what I'm worthy of, and that's how I was taught to treat myself, so I'm going to continue to do it. So what that's doing for us, once again creating some distance. We're beginning to learn that it wasn't something we were born with. It's something that somebody else taught us, society, teacher, school, whatever, religion, that began to teach you that beating yourself up was the way to go. And so now you've created a little bit more space. You've realized it's a habit. You've realized you were taught that. And there's an origin to it that didn't come from you. And so both of those things creates space. It's just really important to create that space between the part of you that's beating you up and the authentic part of you who wants you to love yourself. So in going through that exercise of asking yourself the question, why do I beat myself up? There's a couple of things that you can do in that. One is really, like I said, begin to understand the origin. Two is begin to ask, how is it serving you? How does it serve you to beat yourself up? I know that sounds counterintuitive, but there's something that that's providing for you listen to that, listen to what you think that might be. And so what these questions are doing for us is they're allowing us to change our energy with that part of us and beginning to see it as something that showed up in our life that's not us and that also uh, is trying to keep us safe somehow. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to point number three about how we can heal it, which is that we can realize that that part is just one part of us, that we have another part of us that's the authentic part of us, that wants us to love ourselves, that wants us to be kind towards ourselves. For example, have you ever been in a moment where you've been beating yourself up and all of a sudden this part of you rises up that says, why? Why do I treat myself this way? Why can't I be loving towards myself? Why am I always so harsh or mean? Why can't I stop the voice of that judgment? You see, that's another part of you And that's the part of you that wants you to love yourself. Now, the challenge is we've gotten so identified with the part of us that wants to beat us up that we've forgotten or we've lost sight of the fact that we have a part of us that is more us that wants us to love ourselves. Now, that part that wants us to love ourselves, we've just ignored it. We've starved it. And so it's gotten weak and we need to now feed it. So how do we feed it? How do we give it the attention that it deserves? Because remember, where you place your attention, that's where your energy goes. And where your energy goes, that's what grows and that's what multiplies in your life. 
So now we've just got to start paying attention to that part of us who wants us to be loving towards ourselves, give that part our energy, and watch that grow. And then what'll happen is you'll become more identified with the loving part of yourself than that inner critic or that part that beats you up. Then that part will start to weaken and wither, and you'll no longer see yourself as that, and you'll see yourself as the person who wants you to love yourself. And then you can begin to release that love towards yourself. So here's a really practical exercise that you can do to start identifying more with that part of you that wants you to love yourself. So here's what you can try. The next time you're beating yourself up, then all of a sudden that voice comes up that says, man, I wish I was more loving towards myself. Why do I always do this to myself? Pause. Listen to that part of you. That's the part that's wanting to come alive. It's trying to get your attention and say, hey, I'm in here. There's a part of me that really loves me, that wants to express itself right now. So pause, listen, listen. What does that part of you want? Ask it the question, how could I be more loving towards myself? In what ways could I be more kind to myself? And then take a moment and write that down. Write down what you hear. Remember, your soul will speak to yourself if you'll provide space for it. The challenge is we've gotten so busy with so many activities that we don't pause. And especially in things like beating ourselves up, we're just beating ourselves up and then we think, I wish I wouldn't do that to myself. Why do I do this? And then we get right back into the cycle of beating ourselves up and we don't pause and say, wow, there's a part of me that just came up that said, I wish I'd be loving towards myself. Let me lean into that part of myself and then begin to ask it. How could I do that? Then you write that down. And then you begin to act on what you've heard. So this process of pausing, asking, listening, then acting on what that part of you wants is allowing you to shift your energy towards it, to stop ignoring it, to see it as you, as the more authentic you than that part of you that's beating yourself up. And you're beginning to feed it, beginning to put your energy there. It's growing. It's coming alive. And before you know it, all of a sudden, you're identified with a part of you that loves you, that connects with you, and you're really beginning to release that self-love. And guess what's happening from that? Your anxiety is beginning to go down because when you're loving towards yourself, there's no longer a need for you to be defensive against yourself. You can become comfortable in your own presence and that anxiety, those chemicals and everything that's going on inside of you can begin to subdue because you are now with a friend. You're with a part of you that loves you, that you know has your back, that's going to treat you kindly, it's going to treat you well. And who wouldn't relax in the presence of somebody like that? So I hope you can see how beating yourself up is causing that underlying anxiety that you may not even be aware of. And I hope this has provided some awareness for you about how that can begin to heal. And I hope those steps can really be uh, real practical ways that you can begin to implement over the next week, month, etc. cetera, uh, that can bring healing to that space. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to be able to relax in our own presence and turn ourselves from our own enemy, from our own abuser, to the person who's our advocate and who loves us. Now, if you need some support on becoming aware about how this is working in your life and uh, why you're beating yourself up and how you can begin to identify more with that part of you who loves you, I want to remind you, I do offer coaching services. You can find out more information at jerryhenderson.org forward slash coaching. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at 
Jerry A. Henderson, or you can shoot me an email at jerry at jerryhenderson.org. Hey, I'm grateful for you. I'm so glad that you took your time to listen to this episode of the Permission to Love podcast. And I want to remind you, as always, you are worthy of your own love. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. <laughs>